I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. There's two angles I'm, I'm thinking of, but I'm open to suggestions. So please, if anybody thinks of something that will ruin Cormac's life... <laughs> send them in to me so this I, I'm going to stick with uh, Instagram as well for tomorrow so I want to have something on your story and something on your grid tomorrow that's going to stay up from 10pm till 11pm so yeah. something that's going to shock people that people are going to believe and probably didn't see coming so they won't question it so if you have any suggestions don't send them into the station WhatsApp number send them to me privately so that Cormac can't see them. So, yeah, that's Saoirse underscore long. Yeah, exactly. Saoirse underscore long on, uh, uh, on Instagram. I mean, in, in a way, using my male privilege, you know, you can't turn around and say that I'm pregnant. So we kind of, I'm, wonder, I'm just wondering no. how evil you're going to get. You know, but that you know was what, I could, have, I could have done that to you though. And it would have probably made more sense and been... You, you would have said more believable. Now, for some reason, people obviously think I am the type of person that will just uh, stick the, the ultrasound up um, with no history of... Oh, you totally you would. Know. Yeah, you'd bang that up, no problem. Yeah. But, you know, you're engaged, you're in a long-term relationship, people know your partner and know you're getting married. So there wouldn't be a huge surprise there. So I could have mm. done that to you last week. Um, but obviously I'm going to f- steer clear of that type of thing and go with something else. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think I know what I'm going to do. I think I do. How bad is it? Megan has suggested, uh, Megan has suggested maybe tweet my OnlyFans link and post that everywhere. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this has come in as a, <laughs> as a potential suggestion. Hey, you guys, delighted to announce I'll be posting nudes up on my OnlyFans just a way to earn a little bit of extra cash, pay for the wedding, you know? Both kinds of things. I mean, that would would be funny, but people would find it funny but think it's a joke. I want something... That wouldn't be believable, yeah. That's believable that people are going to go, oh, I want that reaction. I want, you know, if, if Tara's on Instagram at that moment that she sees this and goes, oh, God, I didn't realize... And like catches her off guard a little bit. And it's like, Ooh. Yeah. Now, there have right. been, as I said, very dark messages sent in that I will not use, that they've gone a little bit too far. Um, I mean, they'd work brilliant, but <laughs> it's, it's a little bit much. But there's one you, in particular that I think would, would be good. You've got to push the boat out here, Saoirse. Uh, push was, the some, envelope. Some things you shouldn't really laugh about. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. 
depends. Yeah, it, it would probably get way more backlash, so I think I'll just avoid that one. But I think I know the angle I'm going with. But if there is any suggestions where you will take me off guard and go, yes, that's it, please send them in to me. Again, it's at Saoirse underscore long. Don't send it into the uh, WhatsApps here because I can see them and Saoirse, unfortunately, can't see them for the yeah. time being. So I'm, I'm kind of really nervous about this now. I completely forgot about this. I was like, oh, grand, we're getting through the week. It's not dragging on too bad. It hasn't been too bad of a show. Happy days, lovely. And then you're hitting me with this, reminding me of the dread that that hour is going to be. And like you've gotten, you deserve to take a huge amount of revenge over the flack that you got last week. Yeah, exactly. I, I got hu- like I will <sighs> never forgive you for that. I had friends very disappointed. I had friends really angry. I had friends that said that was very inappropriate. I had aunties that haven't spoken to me since, family members who yeah. are avoiding me. This is all yeah. off the back of you putting up that picture last week on my Instagram. <sighs> Gotta do it for the ground. I'm, I'm getting the messages in, by the way. I'm getting the messages in oh, and I do appreciate them. I am getting some good ones. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, so keep them coming. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure. God, You're there's them loads of them coming in. Right, Saoirse this underscore long. If you want to send her a message on Instagram, I'll make sure that she gets it. And uh, that'll be tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. There's in the hours of 10 and 11. My life will be ruined for your enjoyment. So tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, and she'll do that. Still to come before the end of the show, we're going to be chatting to a guy who's running a knife amnesty over in London. Uh, swapping young men's knives for uh, vouchers and trying to clean up and prevent knife crime over in there. We'll be chatting to f Four's damn pitcher as well, trying to understand the specifics when it comes to the new COVID restrictions that were announced this evening. What's that going to matter or how is that going to impact you, your training, your sports, your gym, your mass? If you love an old mass on the weekend, what's happening with that? How many people can you have over into your house? If you have any birthdays lined up in the house, is that going to throw everything out the window? He'll be on to explain uh, in about 15-20 minutes time and on the way next control alt delete a roundup of the weirdest tech stories from all over the world and some of the best one involving a mask gun and also how your phone is able to tell when you're drunk that's all on the way next here FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long first though Room 104's control alt delete it's a quick roundup of some of the tech stories from uh, during the week that you may have missed and uh, we'll, we'll start off with what has to be the greatest science headline I've ever read my entire life. What's that now? This, this is... This, I'll just read the headline for you. Scientist probe center of your anus discover weird water. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't think you were going to go down that road somehow. Uh, yeah, no, so that, that's the headline. Uh, scientists probing your anus will discover some weird water. So they're obviously talking about the planet Uranus. And they've sent a probe up there and they've been probing that planet and have found some weird water, <laughs> apparently. Do you actually think I was talking about I, the yeah. rectal cavity? No. They were probing the anus. Um, no, no. I, I could only think of one thing. Um, they were probing uh, your anus and they found some weird water in your anus. Okay, well, I'm kind of glad they didn't find weird water in someone's anus. Hmm? It's just the planet. So that has to be an honorary shout-out to the scientists involved with modelling the planet's interior system using computer simulations and they've discovered water... Probably won't find any life in your anus because it's a bit of a toxic, uninhabitable space like most. It's a bit of a tight squeeze. What? A bit of a tight squeeze to go in there, yeah. <laughs> uh, too many jokes oh, there. Oh, God. Far too many. The astronaut who got hurt going to Uranus. 
<laughs> it wrecked him? Stop. Here all night, lads. Here all night. <laughs> That's the first story of the day. Next one, you might have seen Elon Musk. Now, congratulations to Elon Musk. He is now the fourth richest person in the world, worth about uh, 84 billion. Not fair. I yeah, just want uh, a million. Just one. Listen, a million won't even last you these days. Yeah, but I just want one for a head start. <laughs> a little bit of a giddy up. So, uh, Tesla shares surged 11% this week, and that bumped him up an extra 8 billion, and now he's worth 84 billion. Uh, Gates and Bezos. I'm still ahead of him. I think Gates is worth 120 billion. And Bezos, Jeff Bezos, 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 yeah. The uh, Amazon dude is worth 190 billion US dollars. That's a lot of money. It's it's an incomprehensible amount of money that one person is worth. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Massive. Fair, massive fair play to him, though, in fairness. Fair play to him. Uh, soon he might start paying the staff in his warehouse a decent wage and let them go to the toilet. But apart from that, fair play to you, Jeff. Just fair pleasure. Well done, you. <laughs> you know, just uh, keep like He wouldn't keep, be a billionaire otherwise, would he? Yeah, actually, the, the prerequisite of billionaires that you have to shaft over as many people as possible. And even though you've worked loads, just don't, don't, don't pay people a fair wage and don't let them do their wee-wees while they work because that's bold and that's not good for business. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, moving on, a YouTuber who is very, very good with uh, DIY and creating different products. He's very, very kind of good like that. His name is Alan, uh, Alan Pan. And he decided to create a, a, a bit of a weird gadget. It's a gun that will fire a mask directly onto its target face, onto its target's face, and uh, help them put it on instantly. Oh, that's good. Mm, I mean, yeah. it sounds sore. Sounds a little bit intense, a little bit sore. I imagine he was inspired by that episode of The Simpsons where Homer made the makeup gun. Or oh, just yeah. fire makeup onto your face, which could be a yeah. huge solution, which no one's done. This guy has instead made a mask gun, a wooden mask gun that can throw it on. He has previously made homemade flamethrowers, whatever a plasma blade is, those spider web shooter things. So he's done a ton of that stuff over on his YouTube channel. His latest video that's come out uh, shows him using and utilizing the mask gun, which, again, a little bit of an intense way to do that. If I forgot a mask and went into a shop, I wouldn't want to get shot in the face by a mask gun. You know, I'd rather just be asked to, to leave or come back later, you know? Yeah, same actually, to be honest. Yep. But I mean, they should make an alternative makeup gun and actually take inspiration from The Simpsons and get that up that would be and good. running. Because, yeah, that you know, a lot of us can't do our makeup properly and spend ages trying to look up videos and waste a lot of time. If you could just shoot a mask, which is essentially what a makeup is, it's putting on a mask, shoot a mask on our face and everything's done. Contouring and everything. Do you, have you ever gone in to get your eyes done where you have to put your chin in that little kind of... What would you call it? Oh, yeah. You're just going to sit your chin on the thing and then it clamps your eye and so, you know, your eye doesn't move. Surely you could do the same thing with makeup where you're just going to lock, you have a little device that you lean your head into and rest your chin on something and you center up your face and then the brushes get to work on doing your makeup. Surely that's got to be in some way easy and then you can just program in the type of makeup that you want and it'll I'd do it for that. you in minutes. Yeah, we'd all look stunning. Yeah, and it'd be really easy. Now, I imagine that that should be easy enough to do. I don't know. You see, the thing about it is you've got concealer and then you've got the foundation, you've got the powder, so I don't know how they'd work that. You just need separate little brushes, separate little arms. Look, if it worked, I would 100% set up an OnlyFans just to be able to afford that. <laughs> Listen, you need to set up your OnlyFans so we can get enough seed capital to invest in our new startup. Well, that's true. Call it maybe face gun or 
Maybe not gun. Gun might be a bit too intense. Might scare off the investors. But we'll come back to that anyway for our makeup gun. But surely, maybe it's been invented already. Who knows? Uh, but there you go. Alan, Alan Pan is the guy's name. If you want to go check that out. Uh, he's also put... The way he's made this work, actually, is he has put, you know, the strings for tying up the mask at the back of your head and around your ears? Yes. He has placed magnets on the back of those so that when he shoots the mask at your face, they fly around the back of your head and then obviously clamp together. They attract and, and, and clamp up so the mask actually stays on your face when he shoots it at you. That's a good idea as well. Genius idea. Yeah. So, um, so, so that's that. Do check that out. The next one, a group of scientists from the University of Pittsburgh have found out that your phone, with 90% accuracy, is able to tell... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're drunk. Now, I just don't understand how this works because, you know, you said that it might detect the, your movement Mm. there's 90% of times that I am absolutely not drunk and I haven't had any drink and I can't walk straight. You know, you're just having a clumsy day. <laughs> Maybe it would report back constantly that this woman just should not be walking or out and about or handling heavy machinery 24-7, just not a good... Possibly. Not a good thing. Now, the way they've done it is they use... So there's a ton of, obviously, features on your phone like the accelerometers and the sensors that know which way the phone is up and they can track and, and notice the movement. So what these researchers did was uh, initially just using, they used an elastic band that had a sensor on it, kind of like a heartbeat monitor around your chest, but they had it around your waist and that was linked up to the phone and the phone was gathering data from students' movements. And the students who took part in this study, they had to have a blood or a breath alcohol concentration higher than 0.08% 
the league, which is the legal driving limit in the United States. So I, I'm not sure exactly how much that is, but it's it's a couple. It's not falling over and getting taken a bin drunk, but it's 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 drunk. And with 90% accuracy, the phone was able to detect, based on the body movements, um, whether or not the person had actually been uh, drinking or not. So it was 90% of the time um, accurate. Now, what they're thinking of, why are they doing this? Is it for the crack? Is it to stop you texting your ex at 2 or 3 in the morning? Maybe. That might be a benefit. But things like when we're getting new fancy smart cars, that it might be able to prevent people from driving home if they're hammered because their phone might send a signal to their car that, okay, Saoirse's hammered right now, don't let her drive her car. So that's where they're kind of potentially looking at um, applications for that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's really good. And there are times that, you know, say if you had that in your phone and your friend might have had one too many and is acting like uh, you know what, and they don't realise they are, whereas if they had this on their phone that can kind of detect this for them, you have backup there. Look oh, at yeah, phone, you can, yeah, see? yeah. Now, it probably won't do anything to them if they are inebriated. You know, you never... Logic never wins in that scenario. That might just <laughs> rile them up even more. But even things like um, if this was rolled out, I mean, with the car, you know, they, they fitted certain cars with the, the breathalyzers in them anyway, so you can't start them if you're drunk anyway. But something like if you maybe go missing or if you're drunk and you wind up falling into a ditch or a bush, your phone might be able to tell one that you were drunk and because of your GPS would obviously know that you're not at home and it's four or five o'clock in the morning and it might be able to alert someone or send a text to someone or notify someone to come and get you out of the bin that you're in at the back of Copperface Jacks. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that for a while, which is probably a good thing. Um, That's the only good thing that lockdown has brought people not being able to do that. But when things return, absolutely, yeah. So always drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie, but who knows, your phone... May be used for in a variety of different situations and it can tell when you're drunk or not. And the last story this evening, we have heard of Netflix, but there is a new website out there, particularly to help you with sleeping. So, you know, if you're listening to this, almost 20 past 11 on a Tuesday evening, maybe you're either a night shift worker, maybe you're just out cruising around Dublin looking for something to do because you're bored out of your mind, or maybe you're just a night owl and you don't really sleep too well. A new streaming service has popped up specifically to help with your sleep called Restflix. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. So it is full of numerous different channels of relaxing music that you can listen to. It has like ocean noises. It has got nature noises. And it also has those like what's called binaural beats that they sometimes put that are meant to be very, very good and help you with uh, with your sleep. And you can get uh, a two-year subscription now. They're going to uh, launching a deal. I just thought that was... A good idea. I don't know if I'd pay for it because I think you can get all those things for free on the internet anyway. But it's a dedicated streaming service to try and uh, improve your sleep life. Definitely worth trying. Um, I know, obviously, sleep deprivation and sleep for most people is non-existent. Mm. So you could definitely give it a go. Yeah, so it'll, you know, play a lot of those weird music. It also has uh, different tools to help you. I suppose it's kind of like... Soother. Yeah, but it's like that app. What's the app? Headspace. Oh, mine. Oh, Headspace. Those, yeah, they're, that. Yeah, they're kind of mindfulnessy app. Um, but you can kind of log on and there's various different playlists and productions, and you can go to you know you can go to sleep listening to some of the weirder, relaxing sounds, something like this. Ooh. Now close your eyes. See, I think this would wake me up again. I'm again really weird. I need to have lights and talking to go sleep. Otherwise, I, I can't drift off. Like, I will be lying in bed, holding the iPad, 
and so close. You know when your hand starts drifting off and you drop the iPad and smash it and they're all like, oh, you broke another one. You're like, I was just going to sleep. I will never reach that level of sleep just lying there in the bed. I actually listened to a podcast about sleep earlier on today and how important it is and how we need, we absolutely need seven to eight hours sleep a night. It's very interesting. How How we do or we don't? We absolutely do because we sleep yeah. in 90 minute cycles and we have five cycles a night and you have to like reach all of them to be a healthy, physically, mentally human being. Oh yeah, there's a really good book on sleep by, is it Matthew Walker, I think, Why We Sleep? It, you'll read it and you'll be terrified because it's just <laughs> like, oh God. I'm really, you're not really, getting really, it. See, yeah, you need to, like, I need to write a book, how to get into bed and be able to go on your phone for 10 or 15 minutes, then put your phone down beside you and be asleep in 10 seconds and wake up eight hours later because you need to pee. And that's just Mm. it. So none of this iPad and all this music stuff, just think of nothing. If you were more empty in the head, you wouldn't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, the new Empty Head, a new book by Sir Shalong. (laughs) 21 Strategies for a Good Night's Sleep. Oh, it's true though. You can pre-order that now um, via her OnlyFans account. Uh, but there you go. Check it out. You can get a, There's a free trial there at the moment. Uh, I, I might give it a I might give it a bit of crack for see what they have. I'm a big fan of white noise. You know, I like having white noise on in the background. Or regard or that I, I love listening to like conspiracy theories that put me to sleep. No problem at all. I'm like, oh, amazing. Let's talk about alien. Let's talk about how aliens built the pyramids again. It'll just send me right off. So weird. Amazing like you're, stuff. You're so weird. I could never listen to that before bed. It's just so relaxing. I don't know what it is. I just enjoy it so much because it's so fun. It's like, oh, how did I come up with this stuff? This is amazing. Um, so there you go. If you're struggling with sleep or stress and you want to maybe try Restflix uh, instead of Netflix, it's just restflix.com. That is uh, the website there. So that's it. Control Alt Delete for this week. Anything we've missed or anything needs to shout out. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. And what in the name of God happened earlier on with the latest announcements? Uh, what are you able to do? What are you not able to do? Are you allowed to have a house party? Are you allowed to go to a wedding? Are you allowed to go to mass? All of these very important questions that we need sorted out. And with the rise in the upward trend in the cases, there was obviously the new restrictions announced a little bit earlier on by Michal. I guess the rest of the government the team and advisory board a little bit earlier on after making journalists wait for hours all afternoon to try and make sense of the latest measures and guidelines have been announced. He might need to train up as a cryptographer to try and decipher exactly everything went on. F104's news reporter, Mr. Dan Pitcher, sir, how are things? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out um, mm. sort of what, what in the name of God was announced today, but uh, I'll, I'll do my very best. Um, so I suppose the, one, of, one, of the, one of the big things that people are talking about this evening is um, the issue of uh, sports and sort mm, of yeah. outdoor um, events. So um, as we know, as we knew before, um, you could have like at a, at a sporting ground. Um, so say, for example, your local, your local football team. So my local football team is St. Moctis. So if I wanted to go down to Portistown and watch St. Moctis, well, then I could. But you were, you were only allowed um, sort of have 200. And that was 200, including uh, the players, um, the, the management team, the referees, um, all that kind of thing. And however many other people you could, uh, you could fit into a yeah. ground. Uh, that's no longer the case now. Um, you can still 
have sport, um, but it is completely uh, behind uh, closed doors. Um, so, so that means that that might be fine for, you know, senior teams. Fine-ish. I'm just trying to think senior teams, if you're driving yourself out and you're not obviously having to drop your young children up, but if you're like 16, 17, 18, that means obviously you're... Well, it might be good for some players. They might be the over-competitive mams and dads who can't give them abuse from the side. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, that that's something that I'm having to uh, try and contend with now because I'm 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 actually coaching um, an underage football team in, in in Dublin 15 at the moment, um, so I have to figure out now what what that means for my squad because I have a squad of about 23 players. So they're basically saying that you can uh, sort of be limited in your in your in your sporting capacity or in your sporting team to 15 people. Um, so. Oh, no. No, is, you're going to have to ring up a load of eight-year-olds and tell them, sorry, man, you didn't make the team. It'll yeah, well, you, 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 you try telling that to a man who's just spent 120 quid on gear. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's disastrous. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so horrible. Nothing worse than getting dropped when you're eight or nine, but now you're going to have to drop a shed load of them and just... Well, listen, you know what? If They've they got to learn from a young age that if they're not pulling their weight as an eight-year-old on the team, that, you know what, we're not just going to hang around for them. They're going to be cut. Can yeah. they not just do, like, make a few different teams under the same kind of club? Um, well, what, 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 that's what everybody's trying to figure out now because... Like say for like when I'm when I'm out when when my team are out training so there's there's three coaches there's me and two other guys so we have to try and figure out okay well you know does that fifteen include us three uh, and then we we share an astro with two other teams so you're kind of going well you know sort of what oh, what yeah. happens the three teams that take to that big astro for their training sessions like are they going to have to be cut or you know like obviously like you know mo- mo- moving moving a time is no big deal like I mean like, you can always go to the t- uh, to the club and go right well instead of six I want seven o'clock you know so uh, th- you know th- th- those are issues that can be ironed out but we have to try and figure out because we share a facility what that means for you know the other two teams or you know because my team are only under eights does that mean I get bumped because there's an under 12s team and you know they're they're, oh, they're there's technically... so many committee meetings over zoom now that are just going to turn to chaos then. exactly exactly and then you know the other thing is as well uh, you know because they're only six seven and eight year olds um, on, on, on my team in particular you know what what happens to the parents because obviously the parents wanted they want to stand and they want to watch and you know they have their own reasons and blah 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 are we then going to have to tell them sorry you can't actually be in the park even though it's a public park um, where we train it's, 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 it's a public space um, are we going to have to turn around and tell them sorry you can't be here and you know sort of what the reaction to that uh, is going to be you, 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 try, you try telling a mother that um, and uh, yeah so it's um, so, so that's, that's, that's the story so like you're, you're going to have um, you know sort of all outdoor events limited to those 15 people and that's down from 200 that's significant right. cut and the, the point is that like the, the, there's an awful lot of people disappointed with this because sport has nothing to do with the spike in cases the spike in cases are related to meat plants it's related to all of the yeah, the, the you know the plants that we're, we're talking about yes there's been you know an awful lot of people that have been um, rather irresponsible as we saw with that bar um, in in the city center over the weekend and yes the rise in cases are concerning you know the, the, and, and yes there are 
still a lot of people who think, ah, do you know what, we've, we've beaten this, you know, I'll go and I'll do whatever the hell I want. But the way in which they've gone about how to deal with the situation, the government this is, is just, it's, you know, like p- punishing sport because there's been a rise in cases in meat plants. I know, yeah. I, it kind of, it, it's a little bit confusing. I'm kind of like going, right, okay, and... One thing I wanted to know um, earlier on, Dan, was was the number of people in ICU reported? Um, now that that is like I've I've been trying to cipher through all of the restrictions uh, in terms of in terms of cases in ICU. Um, you know, I'm not so sure that, that the health minister stood up today. It would, usually, usually you would you would have um, uh, an update from the Department of Health um, mm. on a Tuesday evening, and you know all of these uh, all of these numbers and and, and figures. I think. All we heard tonight was that it was just an additional 190 cases uh, in the past 24 hours. So like, right. that's like it is. It is a huge jump. It's a massive jump. Um, and uh, what what the health minister also said was that the 14-day uh, cumulative cases per hundred thousand uh, of the population is now at 26, and that's up. That's up from a relatively no, low number than than, than it was before. Um, so uh, you know, like the, the, there are all of these, you know, spikes from you know, uh, like what, what we've been hearing is that you know the, these are clusters; these aren't just uh, you know random cases. And you know mm, what we yeah. what we what we do know is that you know because of this new the, the or because of the, the the COVID tracker app is that you know you're able to identify and you're able to you know get the get the uh, the, the whole process of um, uh, contact uh, tracing oh you know over and done with it and it's done you know relatively quickly but again it's 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 just what they've picked out you know to try and suppress the numbers again it just seems like a bit of an all over the place kind of thing they've picked from one area picked from another area so it doesn't it doesn't make sense now one of one of the things that is welcome um and you know because of the fact that you know we are seeing a huge amount of uh reports of house parties and and, and of course as i mentioned earlier that bar um in the city center will i think be the you know that that'll that that'll be the the, the reference point i suppose with all of this um what was announced was the guardy will be given new powers to enforce rules uh, around social gatherings particularly in restaurants and bars uh, and also uh, in private homes so uh, restaurants and cafes can remain open uh, with closing times of half 11 at night so that's Monday to Sunday um, I think even Sunday sometimes pubs close even earlier than that um, and uh, under the measures agreed by Cabinet today uh, people will be advised to work from home and avoid using public transport unless absolutely necessary um, so you know this this will come as a bit of a blow to businesses who have started welcoming people back into the office our own but like you know our, our, our own employers um, have been have been doing their have been have you know they, they've been putting their best foot forward to try and get um, Listen, Dan, and, I'll be honest with you myself <laughs> and Saoirse are happy out here I have my on the complete opposite I have been back in the office you know sort of for the first time in months um, and well, that's because you don't care about the public Dan me and Saoirse are doing our best here <laughs> yeah. in the trenches no I We're care I, 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 I care, I care very deeply but my, my around the place my, my mental health is suffering as a result of being at home <laughs> you see um, there is a difference though when you're living with your family mm. it's a different story oh yeah completely 
Completely. Now, as well, one of one of the things that was also asked um, at uh, at today's press briefing was all about the issue of uh, staycations, and basically it was advised that there was no need. Basically, if you've got a staycation uh, coming up, like like I have um, in 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 the next week or so, that there is no need to. Uh, that there is no need to put halt um, to that. Uh, one of the other things as well in terms of the amount of people you can have in your home uh, before it was at 10, it's now down to 6, um, and 6 from, I suppose, three different households is, 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 the, is, is, is what they're saying um, on that one. So, um, as I said, so these, these restrictions will remain in place until uh, September 13th, I think at the earliest, and then they, they, they review it and see if they can keep, if they, if they're going to keep it in place or if they can uh, relax the cacks again. Right, okay. So there's been a little bit of confusion. I've seen people posting things online where like mass is allowed to go ahead but obviously you're not allowed to go to a business meeting. You, know, mm. you can play the sports but now you're not allowed to watch the sports. You can yeah, go so, to so dif- dif- Different industries are basically bound by different sets of rules which is a bit... It's not great um, but um, look, sure, that's, that's, that's where we are unfortunately. Um, but they have to make it up as they go along. I mean, there's no reference point to this. There's no looking back. Oh no, there isn't, and, and 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 that's yeah, that's 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 important to point out. There is there is absolutely no sort of reference point on this, or you know, oh well, you know, what did we do other than other than the lockdown, of course? You know, what what did we do before, and what worked, and what didn't, and you know, all of the rest. So um, yeah, look, it is it is it. I I, I like I, I wouldn't want to be in Michal Martin's shoes at all or or, uh, or the health minister Stephen Donnelly shoes in making these decisions but the way in which they've made them and the sort of all over the place way in which they've made them is is going to be up for uh, an awful lot of public discussion over the next while. Uh, definitely yeah well obviously nobody wants to be in this situation at all. Uh, wash mm. your hands wear a mask, don't be jumping on the back of people and giving people their space. And obviously, unfortunately, now there's more restrictions coming in place. Uh, FM104.ie for more of a, a kind of roundup and more uh, outlines as to what is allowed, what is not allowed when it comes to your sports. If you have to drop the kids to the match on the weekend or whatever, what's the situation going to be like that? And uh, Dan, listen, very best of luck, luck telling those eight or nine mothers that their kids are so bad they can't get a game on your team oh, and not to come out to the match on the weekend. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Here with you. Good evening. How are things now? How do you think that Dublin is coping when it comes to violence, especially among, I suppose, younger groups of uh, lads around various different areas who are getting into a lot of trouble and knife crime seems to be on the rise and if you've ever, you know, stayed up to date with any sort of news from the UK, you'll know that knife crime has been a huge problem over there for the last number of years but one gentleman who was a victim of two very near fatal knife attacks himself uh, is now running a particular amnesty to try and help young men uh, around the cities, especially in London give up their knives in return for something else. It's like a, an amnesty he's running to try and take more knives off the streets, to try and help save more lives and reduce more injury and he's on now to talk a little bit about his background um, and his initiative that he's been running for the last uh, couple of years Farron Paul. Farron, how are things, man? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, Thanks a million for uh, giving up your time and chatting to us here this evening. You are running, and have been running for the last while, a campaign where you're allowing young men um, in London who may have knives to swap them for what? So basically, there's, um, I started my initiative off with um, JD Sports Vouchers, and um, that had a very, very good reception where people were basically handing their knives in and receiving vouchers for handing their knives in. And since then, it's kind of steadied on where 
a lot of people through the community, if they find knives or they want to hand them in, they do hand them in without um, receiving vouchers. And also, we've also um, I've partnered up with a boxing organisation and another charity where basically now the children that I do take knives off, I basically put them through to the boxing clubs where they can basically go and start to learn to, to box or follow their passion for boxing and basically divert them into other lines of work and school and stuff like that as well. So it's not only about taking a weapon off of the child, it's basically about taking it off of them and trying to stop them from reoffending and then putting them into stuff where they can basically use their talent and spend their time doing better things with their life. And where did this idea come from? The idea came from, I always wanted to work close with younger children because of my experience as a younger person. I had a very promising athletics career and I feel like it was abruptly stopped by the violence of knife crime that I sustained. And I just felt like I didn't think that anyone else could basically explain to another younger person what the effect of getting certain situations to have in their life other than me, someone that did experience it. So I just thought I'd use my experience and my influence to try and give these children a better thinking process that can possibly help them have better action into the decisions they're making that ends up in lifelong sentences and people dying young and needlessly. With watching all that what was going around, I just didn't feel like anything was actually physically impactful. Not to say that there ain't other organisations that's doing work. There is a lot of other organisations doing work regarding knife crime. Shout out to them. But I just thought that because the state of the knife claim crime and the epidemic and how many people are dying and knife crime being at all-time high, I thought that I needed to do something that was physical and impactful. And the way I see it, if there's not a knife in someone's hand, then that's one less knife that they can use to commit a crime or get in trouble with. So that's when I come up with the concept and I thought to myself, these younger children are buying knives and they're paying money for these knives, so I wouldn't want to go and give them money for knives that they could probably use in a different way to do something mm. that's not legit. So I decided to come up with vouchers and it had a very, very, very good... Uh, come back and um, I partnered up with some very, very influential people in the process to do joint collaborations for campaigns regarding knife crime. So you've been stabbed twice? So I was stabbed nine times on two different occasions, told into 18 times. And yeah, it weren't gang related. And it's literally me just defending my family members, females and my family. And I ended up on the wrong side of the blade. And with that came a lot of complications that I've now grown past and I'm stronger mentally, physically and I'm just in a good place and I thought that I can use my experience to better things and I'm not only trying to just basically speak to the younger children that's not really aware of the consequences of their actions but I'm also trying to call out laws and I'm trying to let the government and retailers understand that if you're allowing children to go online and buy a knife and it's so easily accessible, then yeah. how can you stop a problem if the problem's still being fueled? You know, because like I've even done stuff where I've gone online and I've purchased weapons and they've come through the letterbox and you didn't need to sign for it. And the description of the package was described as garden utilities. And, and I mm. don't see how four flick knives are garden utilities. Do you know what I mean? And there's lots of little things I'm doing. Um, I'm currently working on some stab um, stab-proof clothing with, with another partner of mine from Yasha London and it's just that I know that there's not one solution to something that's got so yeah. much problems so I'm just trying to pick out anything that I see as a solution and try to knit it together to basically come up with as much prevention in one cause as possible. You know we, we kind of hear about these things all the time where you know young, young usually young man has been you know stabbed or involved as you said in an altercation and that's kind of like nearly the end of it until you hear the next story but you know you mentioned you lost a, a promising career in in athletics and you, uh, <laughs> just imagine that it was physically incredibly harmful and destructive and also yeah as you, you feel it cost you a hell of a lot more like your career and your prospects well do you know what i know there's a lot of smart people in ireland so if i could go a little bit into this type of injury i sustained yeah um it, it would be called a brachial plexus injury 
and that's called nerve damage in the side of my neck. I had a five nerves that run, run the left side of my body. Four of them had cut straight through the fifth or seventh, resulting in delayed sensory analysis, severe muscle wastage, and excruciating pain for years. And that's something that I've had to deal with and broadcast, you know? And if any, and if there's any doctors, they would tell you that to have a brachial collective injury and then to get reconstructive nerve surgery, you know, and sit back and wait for your nerves to grow back a millimetre a day without a promise of you ever being back to 100%, you know, it's something that affects, like, the strongest in life. Mm. But I'm just I'm just glad that I come out on the other side with a good motivation to live, be strong, and, you know, still spread the right message to the younger children. Because these younger children don't understand that, you know, all it takes is one situation and one minute, and then that can be affecting your life forever, for the better or the worse. But you've got to put certain things into perception as a younger child. And I just feel like as a young person, they just need guidance. So that's what I'm trying to be. But also, I do feel that, do, I, I do feel that the law, down to the uh, material that's allowed to get shown on social media platforms, mm. to, um, to, certain, um, to certain music with the messages they spread, you know, to the accessibility of nice and stuff, I just feel like they all need to be tightened up. And for instance, I'm going to say to you, as two presenters, if you have children and if you don't, maybe we talk about your niece and nephew. If I could say to you, sorry, sir, um, where do you keep your medication in your house? What would your response to me be? Out of the reach of the kids. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, and the reason, sir, if, um, if you wouldn't mind me asking me, um, why would you leave um, the medicine high out of reach along with the booze? What are you afraid of? Yeah, well, I, and again, I don't even have kids, but I know that it's okay. so, that they won't harm so, themselves. A young person okay, who so, doesn't know what they're doing so is it, won't harm themselves. So is it too much for us to say as parents, if you know that you've got children in the house that's possibly involved with that kind of trouble, like knife kind of stuff, or you know that your child has a, are bringing other children to the house, don't you think that it's wise that we should maybe put our knives out of the reach of children or maybe put a lock on the jaws out of the way of children? But if, you tighten, if you think about this, if the house has a structure where knives are locked away, and parents know exactly how much knives are in the house and when, then that's one way that we know if a kid took a knife or not. If the retailers start to really be diligent about what they're selling, who they're selling it to, and I can tell you now, before anyone else does, there's going to be new legislation that affects the buying and selling and, and storing of weapons in the house. That's going to come to effect really soon. And I feel like supermarkets are tagging up their knives now and putting barcodes in them and, and, and alarms. That's really good. I mean, if supermarkets always had the same diligence they did for alcohol and cigarettes as they do knives, that would be less nice in the street. If parents were looking at their, looking at their kitchen drawer like they would the medicine drawer, that would be less nice on the street. And if online profiles weren't allowed to be selling knives freely like they do on Snapchat and stuff like yeah. that, that would be less nice. Because think about it. We're not sitting down in the 1800s with our children in a little shed making knives like they're blacksmiths. It don't happen. All these knives are man and factory made, yeah? So I just feel mm. like all these little things need to be tightened up and then that would just be one step closer to dampening a, a knife, um, a growing knife time problem. If you've just tuned in, by the way, we're talking to Farron Paul. He runs a, an amnesty uh, over in London that allows young people to kind of give, swap the knives that they may have at home or have bought for, for vouchers, sometimes retail vouchers and clothing vouchers in an attempt to try and get more knives off the streets and he's a victim of a knife crime himself. Can I ask you though, you've obviously, you know, you've, unfortunately experienced a severe, two severe attacks that have um, almost cost you your life and in that community where it, it's exploding and you say a simple altercation it just intensified and got out of hand to the point where you were at the, the wrong end of life. And I know there's probably a million different answers that need to be addressed and areas that need to be addressed, but why do you think that so much 
of that kind of low-level altercation is escalating to near-fatal and oftentimes fatal attacks. Like, What's going wrong that that's the response to a lot of these situations? You have more violence and crime in areas that have less going for them, you know, deprived areas. You can have people to commit more crime. You can have people doing more things that's going to cause altercations. And I just do feel like when you've got a set of people that's never known anything better, that they're not scared to lose anything. And what they do have, they're going to protect it with their all because that's all they do know. Do you understand? And I just feel like you don't see this kind of violence and this kind of knife crime in higher, more influential areas, you know? Mm. Um, I just feel like it's a lot, like, like it happens a lot in a broke-down community. Like, the violence is so high. Like, there's less guidance. There's, like, there's less going for them. Do you know what I mean? So I just feel like it's easier for these people to get into altercations. Took over three to four hundred knives off the street. I don't work with no one else. I've done a um, collaboration with Idris Elba. Um, I'm teaming up with Matching Boxing. I had the fastest growing Instagram page in 2019. I've been on every mainstream media channel. And to this day, I still get people like inundated text messages for weapon collection, you know. Um, and I've recently been speaking like to the local authority, the council, and we're doing like projects together where I've just been given a bike, a park where I'm allowed to set up a bike park where the kids can come and ride and things like that. Oh, cool. So it's like, it's going quite well. I work with the schools, I work with the councils, and most of all, like, the community, you know? I believe they trust in me, and I trust in them to achieve what I'm doing because it does take a lot of trust, and it does take a lot of communication to actually get them all sorted out. When you, obviously, uh, get the knives and stuff, what do you wind up doing with them? Like, you're obviously not hoarding 400 knives in your house. I imagine you're either giving them to well, police or no, disposing. I'm, no, I'm not. Well, um, there's another charity group called Still Warriors, and basically what they do, when the knives go to the police... And they, and they go through all the legitimate checks they need to. Them knives are given back to the Steel Warriors organization, which I also donate, um, donate knives to. And then they basically make climbing frames and like basically outdoor gyms for the children. So it basically turns into outdoor gyms where the children come and exercise. Ah, cool. And then it goes through different parts and stuff like that. Listen, we appreciate you giving up your time uh, to talk to us this evening. Mm-hmm. Before we let you go, Farron, uh, if you know, there's a young guy listening this evening who might be in a similar situation to someone who might wind up doing something stupid with a knife out of either panic or uh, aggression or the fact that he feels he's got nothing and, and maybe he has hold on to a knife. We obviously don't have uh, any sort of program like that here in Dublin at the moment, but what would be your message mm-hmm. to someone who's who's dabbling with the idea of knife crime? Do you know, yeah, I just say to any young person that's interested in holding a knife, yeah, that your life is much more important than a knife and it's never going to amount to anything good. It's either going to end up stabbing someone and going to jail for a long time or you're going to end up getting that same knife turning you, yeah? I just believe get your head down now while you're young but time is precious and it's something you can't ever get back so now is the time to live your life and honestly you don't need to have nothing to do with knife literally it's just, it's just that like it, it runs out it gets boring you develop enemies through knife crime you develop the police wanting to chase you down and arrest you jail sentences and before you know it you'd be sitting in jail and you just watch five to ten years of your life just disappear in front of you that's it perfect well I think that's a good good note to end on uh, Farron Paul go follow him on Instagram Farron Alex Paul is his username but listen man it's been a pleasure and keep up the good work it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys too man and big shout out to Ireland love it FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.